a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Range Time is a bi-weekly podcast talking about guns, gear, and the shooting lifestyle. Opinions expressed may or may not be those of our parent company, sponsors, or advertisers. It's the Range Time Podcast. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the new podcast. Thank you for, for following us over. It's It's been a few months since we've, uh, since we've been on the air, and... It's been a few seconds since we've screwed up the podcast and have just had to start everything completely over. Some things never change. We were about 10 minutes in, and I bumped something. I'm going to Yeah, that. back up. I don't know what happened, and I bumped a computer. So here's the thing. So welcome to the, uh, the yet-to-be-named podcast. As of this recording, we still don't know what we're going to call it. Uh, some people are going to be saying, hey, why don't you call it downrange? That's what you called the old one. Well, we, we can't. Uh, welcome to a bi-weekly podcast about guns and gear and the shooting lifestyle. I am your host, John Smith. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, also with us, we have our co-host, Jim York. So official. And we have, uh, can we, do we call you detective? Can we just call you Mike? What do you, what do you want My, us to Mike's call you? Mike's good. We're just going to call you Mike. Mike is a police officer with an unnamed agency. It's not that hard to figure out, but we want him to be able to speak his own opinions without being – we don't want your opinions to be clouded with the opinions of an agency or a department. Or vice versa. Exactly. Oh, well, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Or have a 20-minute disclaimer at the beginning of this. So, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. So if you're familiar with the old podcast that, that we used to do, there's going to be a couple of things different. There's a Well, one is the recording studios that we're in. One, we're actually in a studio. Not a closet. And it's a nice studio. This is, is nice, this right? This is fancy. Like I told them, I'm like, hey, where are we going to record? And they brought us in, and they're like – and I'm like – no, seriously, where Th- this mic even smells good. <laughs> <laughs> no, where's um, the closet? Like we get it. <laughs> the old podcast was and this is not to say anything negative about the people that we did the podcast for. It was just not it was just not something that they were all that excited about. It was something that we kind of did on our own time and it wasn't a priority. Didn't for them. really get a whole lot of feedback on. Uh, and so they were just kind of like, yeah, dude, whatever you want, whenever you want, whatever you want. Yeah, you if know. you want to talk into a mic, go um, for it. They didn't really monitor the content. They didn't really, you know. Uh, this time, however, this incar- uh, incarnation yeah. uh, has, uh, you know, I'm going to edit that part out. Right? Yes, of course you are. <laughs> you're going to edit my own flub out. I believe <laughs> your guys is in, but I'll edit my own out. Of course you are. <laughs> this version has uh, a lot of support from the company. Uh, it's really weird for me to suddenly be working for a company that is like pro Second Amendment, super into guns, super into shooting. Like, 
Did you, did you guys ever watch Sesame Street when you were kids? Yeah. You did, right? Yeah, we there had was, childhoods. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. Uh, there was this cartoon that they used to show on Sesame Street where there was a like a block in a in a field full of uh, blue balls, right? And the block was always trying to figure out. I'm, I'm a 12 year old. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> the other thing you're not going to. Uh, we're going to have to watch our language. I know there's I know. a swear jar. So our parent company, Bonneville Media, is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, which means hot. Am I going to have to watch my language? Hot dang! Hot, hot, hot. That's getting edited out. Hot, right. yeah. Hot dang! I had a swear session in my car watch before our I came language. in just yeah. to get it all out. Blank, any blank, blank, blank. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with the cartoon story. I'll probably edit that out. But block and blue balls. Something about uh, some blue balls oh, somewhere. And the block <laughs> looks over the wall, and he's like, "Oh, it's a whole another field of blocks, just like me." And that's a whole field of red blocks, and I'm over here with all these blue balls, and it's like I don't fit right. But all of a sudden, it's like I'm on the other side of that fence, and it's like everybody here is pro-cop. Everybody here is pro-gun. Everybody here is, like, super into what we do. I thought you were going somewhere else with that wall story. (laughs) All right. Yeah, carry on. Was he in Germany or (laughs) Mexico? The southern border. (laughs) A bunch of blue balls down by the southern border. Build the wall. That's why <laughs> they got recalled right before Christmas, so it's it's good. So, but it's really really cool. Uh, so, and that's the other thing. Like I said, we're gonna have to watch our language on this one. Which, I've had to do that the whole time if, I've been on this show. That's so. true. But if you know me off the air, you yeah. know that that is my one vice. Uh-huh. Like I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do. You know, I don't. I have I have diet coke. And I curse like a sailor. Yeah. My only regret is that I don't have a second mouth from which to pepper everything <laughs> with words that start with the letter F. But I can't do that now. Even in the hallways, I have to watch Ooh. myself because we're in the we're in this building. Yeah. And you and I have different work environments. Yes, so, we do. So do we. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a coffee machine. Hey. People were surprised that they're like, oh, you can get Diet Coke in that building? I'm like, yeah, dude, we have a coffee machine. Are you kidding? What kind Whoa. of coffee? I have no idea. Oh. We can fix that. Yeah. <laughs> you can get the coffee machine out or you can fix the coffee machine. I, one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> Either way. It's all, it's all everything. Either way, I can fix it. House. Yep. So I want to talk really quick. Uh, we did. I did have a whole list of things that we were going to talk about on the show, and none of them will. We probably won't get to any of them. We're but, not getting to the guns at Disneyland um, again. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to the show, if you're just finding us, I always start a show with a clear cut agenda with with what we're going to talk about and how long we're going to talk about it, and none of it ever happens. Nope. Because, but it was very clear to be. We're a with. bunch of seven year olds <laughs> with ADD and. Uh, and what you what you hear when we talk is is pretty much how we are when the microphones aren't on. Uh, we're all buddies, and you know we're just kind of who we are, and that's you know take it or leave it for what it is. But um, I wanted to talk about we were we we had gotten on this before I had to start over uh, and start the podcast <laughs> over because I screwed something up. Round two is um, always better. Ding. The day that I got the day that I got let go. I had Metallica tickets, good tickets, yes, to, to go and see Metallica here in Salt Lake City, where the show originates. And I learned, I you know, I, I like to think of myself as a know-it-all. I know, John Smith, they say, you're such a know-it-all, and I say, thanks. But uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? I know I do. It's, you don't need to tell me, sister. Uh, but I learned that cops have to be a little bit more aware of where they're going when they're carrying and what they're doing when they're carrying off duty. And this was right after the story of 
the Ventura, California, or the was it San, Santa Barbara, California, where somebody walked into a bar and everybody was talking about why the cops didn't have their guns on them. And Mike, without missing a beat, said, "They're drinking. They likely are against policy to have their guns, so they left them at home." I never thought of that. Like that, never even. You can't have a if you're carrying. You can't have a gun in a bar anyway. Yeah, you can. can you, well, sure, you can. Not if you're drinking. Well, that's but that's so, just it. But but there, there's the difference of if state law in Utah, it's the same as the legal standard to drive, right? Whereas most departments now, the policy is you cannot have just, a drop and have your weapon. Period. Gotcha. Like so, you can't even have one in your hand, right? Yeah, even if you're not drinking it, you can't even. I just knew a much. Yeah, in the class I took, they were like, "It's it, a bad if idea. you're drinking, just, don't just, have the if gun." If you're now. even considering going into a bar, just leave it like leave it locked in your car somewhere. And please, even, please I leave mean, it at home. Even yeah. if because you're then not it gets stolen out of your car, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Even if because even if you're not drunk, if you find yourself in a situation where you have to pull, and you go in later and you have to explain yourself in a court of law, and they say, "Oh, Mr. York, have you been drinking that night?" You have to say because you're under oath. Yes, and then all of a sudden you're discredited. Yep. Right. So like that. There's. I mean, I totally get that, but I never even. I'd never thought of that. So explain to me the rules. So so we went to Metallica and you had to check in with security. Walk walk me through what you had to do. So that arena, and I'm not going to give the arena name out or anything. People no, we don't figure have it out. Yeah. But they allow law enforcement to carry. They don't allow concealed weapons. They don't allow anybody else. But they allow law enforcement to carry their weapons. But we have to check in with officers that are working security there. And let them know that we're carrying. They give us a way to identify ourselves. And then they find out where our seats are so they're aware of where all of the law enforcement officers are in the arena. That's crazy. Okay. That's, that's, that, I, I would not even think that that would even be an issue. I would think like, hey, I'm a cop. Here's my badge. Okay, brother, here you go. Have, have a good night. There are other venues in Salt Lake, not in Salt Lake City proper, but in the county that even law enforcement are not allowed to take their weapons in. That's and that surprises me too. Yeah. You're not allowed to carry at all. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're a cop in that jurisdiction, in that jurisdiction, yep. you still can't carry. Yeah. What if you're on duty? That's different. If you're on duty, and that that is one of the big differences. Is there's no restrictions to a law enforcement officer that's on duty. No one can restrict us, or is supposed to be able to restrict us, except for places where it's like federal courthouse, okay, airport. Like if I'm going to the airport, I'm not an airport officer. I don't work in the airport, so I'm not cleared to go in there unless there's a specific reason I have to be there, um, things like that. So, so in so Die Hard, when John McClane's got his gun on a uh, cross-country flight from, from New York to L.A., and he's like, it's okay, I'm a cop, and he's got his gun on it him. It was a different time. Yeah, 1988 <laughs> might have been okay. The, 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 you, you can fly with it, but you have to have a business reason to have your gun on that plane. So if you're escorting somebody. Yeah, you're escorting a prisoner. You're escorting a dignitary. Um, federal law enforcement have different rules than state, local, city. You don't want to pay the 25 bucks per checked bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good enough reason. So each city can set their own laws or the venue can set, set the it, rules? It's mostly because it's private property. So, so it's, up, can, to the, it's yeah. up to the venue of what sense, their rules yeah. are. And, you know... People will say all the time, well, can't you override that? Nope. It's private property. I can't override somebody's property rights. Yeah, just and if like they you don't want you on the premises, your house, they yeah, can, without a warrant. Yeah. yeah. That surprises me that why wouldn't they want police officers carrying at the venue? No idea. Have, have, I mean, and I'm not going to say which venues they are. I do have a story about why you may not. Okay. Let's uh, hear it. Yeah. So uh, we won't name this gentleman's name, but uh, I was. it was after a, a Grizzly game down at the uh, – 
hockey rink. (laughs) 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 That place where there's ice. I'm trying to make this like a national podcast anyway. So if you're not in the state of Utah, none of that makes any sense anyway. anyway. So we don't need to worry about venue. All right. So, yeah, we're at a hockey game, but after they do a free ice skating deal. And so, yeah, whatever. Like, we'll go. I used to play hockey. Let's go skate a little. Why not? Um, so we all go, we're skating around and one, one of the guys with us, he's like, he's, he's a cop decides, he's like, I'm going to do some sick stunts. Oh no. <laughs> and he's got his gun on him. He's got his gun on him, rips a sick 360 and gun just yeah, right across the I like the how ice. you turned into Travis Pastrana right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, you like, all of a sudden you're like a member of the Nitro No. <laughs> like, it was like a 6'3", uh, like, you can't see the air quotes, but like a sick 360. Like, you're on ice skate. It's like, on ice skate, it's like, it's, it's called turning around. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, his gun just flings across oh the ice. Gosh, all of us just, great kid, whatever. It shouldn't have been a cop to begin with. Like, he's one of those, you don't Is he not a cop he's anymore? He's not a cop anymore. That's probably for the best. Yeah. That's that was, good. I think, strike 12. And <laughs> Anyway. So I can tell you that. There's why you don't that, want to have uh, a cop carry. Mike, uh, Mike Ruff in, here in studio, he is the guy that you want to be a cop. He is the guy that when you think of, of the policeman that, that has integrity and follows the rules, even when he doesn't have to, and by that I mean when nobody's looking, uh, he still follows the rules. Speaking so of. when we're at Metallica the other night, he went through the whole process. He checked in. And then the my the, invite must have got lost in the mail. Well, I think you were out of town <laughs> no, that day. I, I, th- I, I think I invited you. Yeah. I think you were out of town. Uh, but the the tour manager for Metallica, um, I was actually at breakfast with that day when I got fired, <laughs> and he actually waited in the lobby. I, we got back from breakfast, and and the guy's name's Aaron. He was with me, and and the lawyer was waiting for me at the door, and they're like, "We need to see you upstairs." And I'm like, "Ah." Oh, Shoot. Sugar. Ah, shenanigans. <laughs> shark. Shark like attack. Uh, and so I had to go up to the third floor and go through the whole dog and pony show signing out, you know. Uh, and he was down waiting for me in the lobby. And so I had to go back down and explain to him, hey, sorry, I'm no longer a part of this, this situation. I was your so, guy, not your guy. Uh, and so he uh, got us into the friends and family room for Metallica that night. Like, yeah. he's like, dude, you're having a rough day. We're going to roll out the his, – his exact words were we're going to roll out the black carpet for you tonight. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Let us into uh, the, the friends and family room, which had an open bar. And I don't drink. You, I'm, I'm not a drinker, but Mike – Okay. Mike Somebody had his, made use of it. Thank goodness. No, I couldn't. But he didn't. I was armed. <sighs> he had his gun on him. I and so he's like – I should have come. I, and they had the Metallica, <laughs> the Metallica beer. But they didn't have. They didn't have blackened. Otherwise, I would have been really bummed out. But they did not have blackened. <laughs> he would have so. been like, "John, hold this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna but sign this uh, they did quick. have the special Metallica brand beer, mm-hmm. which I know you're you're a big fan mm-hmm. of both beer and Metallica. Um, he was not allowed to imbibe, and nobody would have known. Like seriously, I'm the only one in in the building that knew uh, the situation. And Mike was like, "No," like he didn't even. Like he, like the thought never even crossed his mind. Yeah, and that that goes to show two things: a integrity, b he's seen some stuff because he knows. Okay, it's not right now. I'm worried about it's what happens if something happens. Right, yeah, absolutely. And he's I ahead. then have to be called out and use this thing, and then I'm screwed. Had I taken a exactly. drop of this, so. absolutely. Um, 
so and we'll talk about that at a later show about what happens after an officer involved shooting. We're going to we're because I know that you're very aware and familiar with these type type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can do a whole show just on that. Probably. And I want to make sure we set the right tone. Yeah. And and probably not tell as many fart jokes. Uh, That's going to be really that. hard for you. It, oh boy, dude, you have no idea. Oh, my gosh. I have to be so careful now. <laughs> <laughs> I am on my best behavior all day. I go home and I have to, like, you know, like you have these guys that go home and take it out on their wives. You know what I mean? You take like it out on guys. your G.I. Joe's? I go home and I have to take out all of my <laughs> fart jokes on poor Sharon. Yeah. Like, I have all of these dirty jokes and fart jokes and dirty puns and references that I have to just keep inside and bottle it up all day. And then I go home, and I'm just like... Which Joe tells the fart jokes? <laughs> Low light. Dude, oh, always. Okay. So I want to, uh, before because we're, we're now 20 minutes in, and we, we've talked about guns a little bit, but I want to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart when it comes to firearms. I want to talk about guns in the movies. I and think, okay. more specifically, <laughs> and like I know we, gun rust is yeah. near and dear to your heart. So we were going to talk, we talk about gun rust today. <laughs> Really, the only reason I make a plan like that is so that when we don't know what to talk about, I'm like, oh, hey, I wrote gun rust down on a sheet of paper, and I didn't write anything that, else. So that, that's what we'll talk about not, today. That is not a 30-minute topic. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. And more specifically, who is the, uh, who is the better marksman, John McClane or Martin Riggs? And I'm talking about Lethal Weapon 1 versus Die Hard 1. I don't want expanded TV series. I don't want Die Hard 7 or whatever the number they're on. See, I caught myself there. Yeah, smart. Yeah. I'm watching my language, man. I'm being a good Strong boy. work. Being a good <laughs> Strong work. So uh, I've, I've prepped you guys on this that we were going to be talking about this. I hope that you've done your research. I'm ready to hear your arguments. Mike, we'll start with you. You're the police officer. Uh. I don't even know how to quantify that necessarily on better marksmen. I mean, it's so they're both they're both cops in the eighties. Yes, they're both cops in nineteen eighty eight. Yes, they both use a Beretta ninety two. There, there's their first mistake. <laughs> you don't like the Beretta. <laughs> you don't like the you don't like the M nine. No, why not? No. I'm I'm a Glock guy. Oh. Why are you? I'm not oh, a Beretta guy either, but I don't like Glocks. Uh, why don't you like Glocks? I don't know. The Gen five might be different with the with the new grip. With, Which, the, with the customizable with, grips with, with and, the the or, new... and the orange front sight. That I'm not. I'm still not sold on. Yeah, I, I've got to bring it so you can see it. <laughs> so you've got a new Gen 5. You just got it yesterday? Yeah. What do you think so far? I haven't shot it yet, so. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I can't give you a really much of a review until I shoot it. But you've carried it, right? No, it's sat in the box. Uh, seriously. <laughs> I haven't had time to do anything. I can't carry it till I qualify on it, and I have to shoot it to qualify on it. So, so I'm a Springfield guy. I've got, I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of my XD. Ugh. Well, how dare you? Which is funny because what is a Springfield? A Glock knockoff. But it's got a different. It's got a different grip on it. (laughs) (laughs) That is also true. It's the most popular city name in America. Very much. (laughs) And Kentucky. And the guns are made in Slovakia. (laughs) But uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm I like my Springfield XC mainly because it's comfort. You know what I mean? And that's the quite like everybody always asks you that question. When you're a gun guy, as as most of you listening to this podcast will be. The question will always come up. Well, what kind of gun should yeah. I get? Oh yeah, oh, no, somebody yeah. asked me that on Instagram the other day. I'm like, I 
It it it, 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 it depends. Personal preference. What kind of car do you? What kind of car is best? I don't know. What yeah. are you gonna do? I don't like Glocks because I have tiny feminine hands. I got I got little hands. So so you'd like the new, you'd like the Gen Fives because you can customize because you can that customize fit. the grip. Yeah. So, but I'm still not sold on those day glow you know shotgun sights <sighs> they got on the on the top on the top. It, I'll tell you what. Just from the quick little acquisition I did of. Seeing it, you can acquire that front sight. Aiming really it at the TV, fast. shooting Hans Gruber on the TV, dry firing. No, knows. no, no shooting TVs. <laughs> <laughs> TVs are too expensive. Can't risk that. <laughs> There's a story there. We'll get into that. Uh, so we'll we'll come back to you, Jim York. I was going to say I've got two two schools of thought on this. Okay. A Lethal Weapon has a higher rating on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> All right. So I'm basing that purely That's off of marksmanship. That's sacrilege. Die Hard is, is... Oh, no, excuse me. No, I meant Die Hard. Damn it. Okay. I was, yeah. <laughs> Darn it. I, Watch yeah. that language. <laughs> I was going to say, Die, Die Hard yeah. is considered to be the most perfect film ever made. Right, and yeah. it has a higher rating on both of those um, rating systems. And Bruce Willis as a person is actually a gun advocate. So based on that fact alone... I would say Die Hard has to be the the better marksmanship of that movie. So you think, two you movies. think John McClane is yeah, a John, better marksman than Martin Riggs? Correct, because person playing John McCain or John McCain, John McCain, <laughs> John McClane, um, I'm a maverick. <laughs> has actual screw gun you, training. John Kerry. Yeah, exactly. Has actual gun training and is a fan of the product he was using, so it wasn't completely foreign to him. Okay. If de facto, there's what I'm going to base my. So there, uh, there's some fourth wall breaking there because I'm talking about the characters, but I, I see where you're going with with that. I, and I, I think honestly, you've got to probably go with McLean because if you look at those two movies as a whole, he's dialed in far more often than Riggs is. You think? Uh huh. Because I guess you're right. Riggs is kind of a loose cannon. How many times has he been moved? How and many times he was just moved out of narcotics into into <clears throat> homicide? Yeah, which nobody would ever have happened if. That kind of stuff's going on, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> that happened. That <laughs> happened to Pep Spreeback, Spreeback in Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Again, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, I, I think McLean is the more dialed, dialed in. So he's a more disciplined shooter. Yeah, and more just dialed in as an off as an officer. I, but I think he's but more Martin Riggs is a special forces trained army veteran. Which special forces? The army special forces. He's an army There's special more than forces. One special forces in the army. But he's a but he's a special <laughs> case in point. Raj, this is a special forces tattoo. <laughs> case in point, you had to have the two Phoenix people, Project, two people for Lethal Weapon, one in Die Hard. Like, say no more. It's a good point. You're talking buddy comedy versus lone lone hero, the yeah, last action I, hero, right? So we, so we're comparing apples to oranges. Well, no, because we were comparing two people. However, when those two people, when of those two people, one of them needs a sidekick. Probably because well, it's a bad shot. And that's I, I guess that's why I said Die Hard 1 and not Die Hard 2 or 3, because he had to have the sidekick in Die Hard 3. True. Which was actually written as Lethal Weapon 3. That's a little trivia for you. Did you know that? Did you know that? that was, that's a fact. Fun little fact there. Die Hard 3 was taken, was the, was the rough draft of Lethal Weapon 3. That's why Zeus Carver's role is in the script. It's because they're like, well, this is kind of written for two people. It's a two-person vehicle. We need a second character. My favorite, though, is Lethal Weapon 5. That's not a thing. Have you ever seen It's Always Sunny? What? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They do I, Lethal I Weapon think 5. I, saw, I think I saw the first two episodes. That's the best Lethal Weapon. Is there a Lethal, there's a lethal Weapon 5 in that? <laughs> it's 
it's real good. You can't just leave me out. You got to explain it just a little. Give me a <laughs> well, little bit of context. Well, they both want to be rigs, but then they want to change halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, comedy ensues. <clears throat> Does having a mullet influence this at all? Either Ooh, I mean, you know, now Riggs, you, Riggs does have the hair game on yeah, point. You yeah. just you just kind of flip that on its head, didn't you? Because yeah. McLean is yeah. McLean still has hair in Die Hard. As you say in the first, yeah, one, he's, he's, still he's got, the he's, hair. got a, he's, he's got a a, a receding cop, flow. A, we'll call it. Yeah, it, it'd be a cop cut. I mean, he's got the cop cut. Yeah. It's not like my cop cut. Is but, is there um, a department regulation as far as haircuts go? Yeah. Length, Can would, would Martin Riggs pass? I'd have to look. It's probably pushing it in length. Yeah, in that, LAPD uh, protocol circa 1988. Yeah, and I, I have no idea what their policies. I was going to say 88 though. Like that was it. Yeah, he had the permed mullet, but like, usually wavy lock like Aquanet <clears throat> hairspray. <throat> Usually those have gotten less restrictive as time's gone on. So usually mm. back then they were even more restrictive. And... But he was undercover. Like, the, well, yeah, the under, first under, he was buying cocaine has... in the Christmas tree lot. Are yeah. you sure he was undercover? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm still going rigs. Really? Yeah, I'm still, but I'm, I'm outvoted two, two to one. one. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> we'll let you weigh in on our Facebook page, which should be the same Facebook page once we get the new name. <laughs> Say it with a different name. I'm just, because you're allowed to change a Facebook name one time. So, so you got to wait. I've been waiting. I'm so mad, dude. We had a name picked mm-hmm. out, and we had artwork all the logo, done. The logo was cool. The logo was cool. <laughs> well, it'll be the same logo. We're just changing the, changing the name. Yeah, so, it's a cool logo. Uh, you guys have a, do you guys have a pick for names? Do you guys? Of the four that I've mentioned, do you have a do you have a preference? Do you remember Cricket. any of them? <laughs> do you remember any of them? What was the one I said? Oh yeah, but I you said hot was, hot brass, which I really like. Hot brass, hot brass. I wonder if, if let me look that one up. Talk amongst yourselves for just a moment here. Hot brass. Uh, I liked um, Ready Aim Fire. Because the way we ended the old Ready podcast. Ready aim pew. No one <laughs> Ready <laughs> aim. Yeah, when you always say pew pew, you don't like pew pew podcast. We could do Ready aim pew podcast. <laughs> Sounds like church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot brass podcast. It's a band podcast. Hot eight brass band. Brass what? an introduction. Every brass. Everything is coming up like horn sections, like marching bands. Oh, I. Hot brass. I have, a, a, I have a story about that I can't tell on the podcast, but well, don't tease it on the <laughs> podcast. If you'll edit that out on the podcast, <laughs> this podcast is going to be a little bit more dialed in. Um, we've got a lot of corporate backing. I'm I'm being held to a lot of rules, and you do so well with rules. And well, the, <laughs> I shouldn't say rules. I should say expectations. There which, we go. Yeah, that, that's probably better. I do better with expectations yes. than I do rules. Mm-hmm. You can I, exceed those. Exceeding dude, rules goes poorly. <laughs> there was a lady a lady in my neighborhood last night called me arrogant. Me. She called me arrogant. Didn't we just have a know-it-all conversation? Like <laughs> I am not arrogant. I'm it's a good thing I'm it's a good thing I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> or else I might have been offended. <laughs> uh so we're gonna do this bi weekly. It will be available for download. Um it will be on our website. Soon to be named. Mr. Black, <laughs> uh, which and it will also be on our Facebook page. It will also be found on the KSL Podcast Network, uh, which is where a lot of people are digging the cold podcast. So that's going to do it for this week. My thanks to Jim York, yeah, for being a part of this this week. My thanks to uh, Detective Mike Ruff, awesome. To I'm be sorry, here. just Mike. Sorry, yeah, thanks yeah, to well. thanks to Mike, 
And uh, thanks to all of you for uh, for listening, and thanks for downloading, and thanks for all the support over the uh, over the last year. And I uh, look forward to many more of these. Until next time, ready, aim. <laughs>